Hey, Dale. Hey, Amanda. Dale, you're a virgin who can't drive. As if. Just kidding, because we all know that Dale's not a virgin and she can drive. She does have a child and I've been in the car while she drives it very well. But uh, we are going to talk about Clueless today on... Can we talk about... Ms. Stoger, I would just like to say that physical education in this school is a disgrace. I mean, standing in line for 40 minutes is hardly aerobically effective. I doubt I've worked off the calories in a stick of carefree gum. Well, you certainly exercise your mouth, Cher. Now hit the ball. Ms. Stoger, that machine is just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Thanks for the legal advice. Dion, you're up. Oh, no, Miss Stoger, I have a note from my tennis instructor, and he would prefer it if I didn't expose myself to any training that might derail his teachings. Fine. Amber? Miss Stoger, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. (laughs) Hey, Dale. Hey, Amanda. Can we talk about Clueless, which we touched on in our rom-com episode, but this is entirely Clueless 100% for us. Yes, I am all in. One of my favorites. So Tom and I were tossing around ideas of back-to-school movies, and we have a couple, but Clueless is just too iconic of a back-to-school movie to not do. And of course, he was like, yep, sure, you can do that one with my wife. (laughs) So... And this is one of your favorite movies, so it it just makes sense. It's just a classic. It really is. It's a classic. I feel like some people might not feel the same way about it, but like growing up, it was kind of your go-to. You just like put it on and be on TV and you just watch it. And I could watch it a million times. It's also like, I mean, I'm jumping way ahead, but it's like the first time I realized how much I loved Paul Rudd and then the rest is history. Yeah. I think everyone realized that. So... Okay, this is how you know you're getting old, because it doesn't feel that long ago to me. It was 1995. I was full on in elementary school. Yes. Yes. That is insane to me, because in my brain, me watching Clueless, not in elementary school. No. No. And we were. I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this, but I was born in 88. You were born in 87. Like we were the same age. Yeah. Watching this movie. Okay. So that that makes perfect sense. But yes, totally. And I also probably didn't see this movie until later because a lot of movies like this I wasn't allowed to watch. So I probably didn't see it until I was in maybe later middle school, maybe high school. But it immediately was one of my favorites. And I would see it like on TV and want to watch it. But uh I mean, it's so good. So it was written and directed by Amy Heckerling and came out in 1995, July of 1995. And the budget for it was $12 million and it grossed $56.6 million at the box office. So it was a success. Yeah, I'd but say so. Yeah. I know Alicia Silverstone was in the Aerosmith music video before this, but I feel like this was her first like big blockbuster show her face to the world movie. I don't remember her in anything else before this. Yeah, I don't either. And I also like, I can't see anyone else playing the role of Cher. Like I cannot at all. And I kind of fell down like a rabbit hole when I rewatched it for the podcast, just as like a refresher. When I looked it up, I discovered that there also was a TV show spinoff from the Clueless movie. did hear that. Yeah. And it is... So bad. Not good. Not good. It's, I watched some clips. Uh, it's very bad. I don't know who the actress is who plays the share in this version of it, but she's acting like share. But I feel like Alicia is just so much like it. She is share, and so like someone trying to be share, it yes. just it feels like she's acting. It doesn't feel like you're in. Uh, oh, a yeah. show. It's so bad. She hated the character. Like, she really, really hated it because she was a mean girl. And she was like, I hate mean girls. They were mean to me in school. Yeah. So her whole thing was she's like, I understand. But like, I think she was originally written in a different light. But yeah. Lisa Silverstone was like, I need to make her likable. Because yes. even though she's 
kind of a mean girl. She's also really sweet and she doesn't even realize that she's a mean girl. And like, there's a real likability that I want to bring to her. And I think that that kind of in the beginning, you're like, oh, she's just a rich idiot. But then the more you get to know her character, not to make clueless, like some, you know, mind bending, serious movie, but. The more you get to know her, she's a really sweet girl who yeah. doesn't have the influence of her mother in her life. And yes, she is a daddy's girl, but she's really sweet. I mean, just like yeah. the way that they adopt Ty into their little group and just the way that she interacts with people. She does have a good heart. Yeah. And that was all Alicia Silverstone being like, I cannot act this character the way it's written on the page. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting to watch it because you see the whole plot of the movie when reading like any interviews with the director she did say that like she wanted there to be a purpose to this character and it was about becoming a better person and I think she like Cher as a as a character like she's a product of her environment she's just she sure yeah Beverly Hills she gets everything she wants she has no like worries or fears or anything and so she's walking through life like that but I think through the movie you definitely see her realize like oh wait like I can do more with my life than just be the pretty like popular girl it's fun to see that kind of unfold too while you're watching it but also sidebar I still loved her character even though she is supposed to be so great first of all the clothes like yes Oh, the outfits. Every girl like, I have wanted favorite that. Outfits. Oh, they were so good. But Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed Clueless, she was asked by 20th Century Fox to make this a TV show. Yeah. So this was originally written as Clueless, the TV show, and it was going to be a TV pilot in 1993, but it wasn't really Clueless at the time. Yeah. And then she said that the studio approached her because they wanted a show about cool kids and nerds. And she was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And that's when she went to probably like our favorite part of the story but she kind of was like i'm gonna base this off of jane austen's emma yeah yep and we talked about this last night and so Uh she went in a different direction with it and was like this is a movie and if you haven't read emma which is we just learned the other day this is your favorite jane austen right it is it is my number one jane austen Written a little before the movie, 1815. So just a couple (laughs) years before. Definitely different. But Amy Heckerling, she had directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why she wanted to, you know, Spicoli is the main in that one. And he's so like fun and positive and everybody loved him. Yeah. And so she wanted to create like the Spicoli of this world. And that's why she created Cher the way she did. She wanted her to be positive and happy. Mm-hmm. And when Alicia Silverstone went to her and was like, I don't want her to be a mean girl. She was like, I 100% agree. Do whatever you want to do with the character. And I think it's fucking iconic. Yeah. I mean, she went to Beverly Hills schools, like straight up never been kissed status. You know how like Drew yes. Barrymore goes to the school and pretends yes. to be undercover? That's what yes. Amy Heckerling did. She went to Beverly Hills high schools to like watch the students and get authenticity. And she said that she noticed that they were in like a constant state of grooming themselves yes. all day long, mm-hmm. which is so freaking funny because she's like when you watch the movie, even in the background, people are like in their mirrors, like yeah. doing their hair. Well, isn't like the opening scene, like after there's like the little like partying through the summer and Cher is like getting ready and she's like her life, like she lives a way normal life for a teenage girl. Like that's such a funny, like, yeah, it's this so is funny. not normal. Like nope. this is not a normal teenage life. You were saying that they there you couldn't picture anyone else as Cher. Do you know who the people that were like in their final running for this? I don't know. It's so crazy. Like Angelina Jolie, Carrie Russell. Alicia Witt and Reese Witherspoon. Wow. They were the finalists. Any I one can't. of them, I guess, could be this part, but would yeah, not but be I the share that we know. See. No, not at yeah. all. It she they wouldn't have carried the way. No. Nope. No. Can't see I'm it. With you. Can't see it. I'm with you. Same with Josh. Oh, could you imagine yeah, if like it wasn't? He's such him? a dream, but wait, was there anyone before him? Before yeah, Paul Ben Rudd? Affleck and oh. Zach Braff both adi- auditioned oh. to play. Z- I mean, I get Zach. I could see that. I could see still Zach. Still wouldn't but be Paul the same. Rudd. Oh, 
Come on. You know what's funny too is like as a mom now, when I rewatch some movies of like high school stuff going on, I do cringe a little bit about that storyline because like I was like, wait, she's turning 16 or she just turned 16 and he's supposed to be in college. So how old is he and how old is she? And it's a little bit like mm. we looked this up in our rom-com mm. episode and I don't remember what it was. It was she was like 16, yeah. about to be 17 or whatever it was. Please preface rom-com that yes. came out on Valentine's Day. Yes. Because we found out the age thing wasn't as big of a deal as we thought it was. But it was still cringe. It was still a little cringe. cringe. Yeah. And my friend Dina is like so obsessed with the fact that we were like, oh, it's gross. She was dating her stepbrother. And she says that there's a line that Cher's dad says, which I do remember very well. And she says that, you know, you divorce wives. You don't divorce children. Yes. 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 So. In her mind, like, you know, she's he's just hanging around because, she's, you know, he loves him still. Right. But that also means that maybe he's still viewing him as a son. Yeah. I like, He was that, definitely in on their romance because I just rewatched as well, like clips. Yeah. And yeah. there's that scene where Christian comes to pick up Cher. Yes. He's like, you're not going to let her go out of the house like that. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. leaves. And then Cher's dad He's like, I think I should go to the party and watch her. I'll watch her. And he's like, you do that, Josh. You do that. And so when Josh gets up to leave, he's like, I'll watch her for you. He does like a little smirk. Like he knows. Yeah, he like picks up on that. Yeah, maybe he's keeping him around because that's the kind of guy he wants to share with. Right, which could be. And I think like when you think about who Josh is, he's clearly like he's, you know, he's wanting to become a lawyer, but he wants to go in a completely different direction from like what Cher's dad is. And I think like he's a good guy and maybe that's where the dad is kind of like allowing him to continue to be in his life as the stepson. Like, I don't think he calls him son at any point. I don't remember that. But like he does reference him as Cher's stepbrother. But in my mind, I I wonder if it's more of a like he's a really good kid and just having him around. He just enjoys having him around. And then as obviously the relationship develops between Cher and Josh, he kind of is like, okay with it. But then I think of like as a parent, I don't know that that would ever (laughs) like I don't think that I would be okay with if I had like a stepchild, even if I wasn't married to the spouse anymore, I don't think I would be okay with them having a relationship with my actual child. Yeah. My boss said the funniest thing last night. I screenshot it and sent it to you guys. He yes. goes, I don't know. Stepsister porn is the highest searched porn category. I think we might have been on so something. so true. <laughs> And maybe that's why the love is there. Like, maybe there's like that underlining, like, well, I mean, this is a fantasy. There's a lot of guys that probably have this fantasy, especially with younger girls. And yeah. So anyway, that's that's a whole other wheeled house. So let's talk a little bit about the cast, because the cast is really iconic. It is. So you have Alicia Silverstone as Cher. Paul Rudd as Josh. Yeah. And then you have Brittany Murphy as Ty. Which is another, she's another character that I couldn't picture someone else playing that part because she is that character. And like as her life kind of unfolds too, I feel like she really is that character. She is Ty. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She said that at the time of filming, she was actually the virgin who can't drive because she was living in an apartment with her mom in New York City and she couldn't drive and she was still a virgin. And she, <laughs> <And she> made- <laughs> but then you've got Stacey Dash as Dion, Donald Faison as Murray, Brecken Myers Travis, who's like the stoner guy, Justin Walker as Christian, Elisa Donovan as Amber, Jeremy Sisto as Elton. Blech. Yeah. And then you've got people like Wallace Shawn, who plays Mr. Wendell Hall, the the teacher, the teacher from the school. And he's Blair Waldorf's stepdad in Gossip yes. Girl, which I'm rewatching right now. And he's just yes. so adorable. He is precious. And- Mel Horowitz, played by Dan Hedaya, who I feel like was in everything in the 90s. Like every, her dad, he just yeah. showed up in everything. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. And to touch back on the TV series that came after Clueless, there's a lot of these actors that were in the show, but they were all like the second, 
you know, like it was Dion's boyfriend. He's in the show. And then the other like random, like cool girl that's like kind of throughout. She's like a main character in the show. And um, I I, I went back. That's a little cringy. Dude, Terrence Howard and Dave Chappelle auditioned to play Murray. Really? Yeah. Dion's boyfriend and Lauren Hill auditioned to play Dion. I'm sorry, Stacey Dash was made to play Dion. Yes. And she, she hasn't was. aged a single freaking no, day she looks since exactly this movie. She the looks same. incredible. Yes. She looks exactly the same. She has not changed at all. I also I I, I already forgot the guy's name because he's so I just can't stand him at all. And I never understood the relationship there or whatever it was supposed to be. Is the guy that's like into share. What's his name? Which one? Christian? No, not Christian. Elton. Elton. Oh, what Whoever a bag plays of him. crap. But also, like, he looks so old. Like, he yeah, looks like he an looks old man in, in high school. Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, he, I was he like, is. <sighs> let's see how much older he is than Alicia Silverstone. So she's 46. Yeah. But she and, also has, like, a baby face. She looks the yeah, same. She's beautiful. Yeah. And he's 48. <laughs> so he's only he two years older than her. So yeah. much older. He looks and so creepy. much older. And I never understood the dynamic between those two characters because she like makes it very clear that she's not into him at all. But he like kisses her constantly in like class and stuff. And like that whole relationship I was so confused by because she's okay with it. Like when he's doing it, there's no reaction from her. She literally just like ignores it happening. And then when he like really lays it on thick in the parking lot, it then is like, but but like this whole time he's been laying down the hints that he's into you, like kissing yeah, you. He was a creeper. Yeah, he was just fucking creepy. He was creepy. so gross. His he character was, so was creepy. Gross. I mean, like, I'm yeah. sure he's a lovely person, but his character sucked. Yes. He did a good job at playing his character. Yes. Because it felt icky and just terrible. And not a fan of that guy. But I do love Christian. I was I, just gonna say Christian. <laughs> he was just closeted. Yeah. He just wanted to be you know, just hang out with his beautiful, epically beautiful bestie. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was fantastic when he shows up to the house <laughs> and he's like, do you drink? And he's like, no, nah, I'm OK. And he's like, I'm not asking you if you want a drink. I'm asking, do you drink? You're driving with me. You're not taking my teenage daughter. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're in the bedroom and she's like trying to be super sexy and oh, she's like God, it makes posing. me so embarrassed. It's totally it's so hot. And that's then such he a has, high school. Yeah, doesn't he watch? They watch like Spartacus or something, and he's just talking yeah. about how hot the lead is. Like, yeah. oh, poor baby. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, I'm a little tired. I think we go home. She's like, what? What? <laughs> the hell just happened? <laughs> What's going on? She falls off the bed. That's good. <laughs> That one is so good. I'm sure I've had moments like that. Yeah. And I think like that also like brings you back to like the fact that like even though she lives this like incredibly amazing life, like she's still just a teenage girl trying to figure out the like as much as she's a lot of talk when it comes to like older men and like, you know, no high school boys are for me or whatever. And then when she's like super into a guy and She's just trying all the things that she thinks are what you're supposed to do. And it's a total fail. Total fail. It's a shit show. And then when she's herself, that's when, you know, obviously. that's when you love her. And going back to Emma, because we are big book nerds, they say that Christian's counterpart in Emma is supposed to be Frank Churchill because, like, Emma and Frank can't be together because he's already engaged, which, you know. You know. Okay. She was like, you can't do that in high school. He's not already engaged. So that's why she made him gay, just to prove to the point that, like, they can't be together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess lusting after something. Yeah. That she couldn't have. That she couldn't have. I mean, like, the parallel to Emma and Clueless, the more you, like, think about it and the more you pay attention to the plot, they're so, so similar. Like, just the way Emma is the matchmaker and like tries to make all these like she makes over her new little friend and the same thing with Ty and like that whole and then like she pushes Ty to a guy that's totally not for her and then like the whole time she's like really crushing on the skater guy and in Emma it's like the farmer but she then realizes like oh my gosh like I made a mistake like you and this guy are perfect for each other and 
it doesn't matter what he does or who he is, like as far as like popularity or and like I love that parallel of the two. I think that's where you really see the the overlap of the two stories where it's like obviously Clueless is very different, but yeah, the premise is still the same of like the matchmakers. And then clearly like the guy that she spends the most time with, same as Emma and like that's who she ends up like realizing like, oh my gosh, I love him. Like <laughs> this yeah. whole time, like he's the perfect guy for me. And it's the same thing with Josh. Like he's just like a really good guy and yeah. like speaks the truth no matter what. And it's the same for Emma and like that whole, I love it. I love it. I also, this is, has nothing to do with the love story, but I get such a kick out of the fact that like in the very beginning of the movie, she's driving her beautiful Jeep Without a license. Without a license. It just backs into everything. It's just like, my bad. And then, like, her dad's so mad at her because she has, like, three tickets. And she's like, I don't know how I have three tickets. Like, I, she's like, because you can't just, like, ignore. <laughs> she's it's, so funny. It's And then, is it Josh that helps her drive? Yeah, because he, yeah. he's, been, the, her dad's like, you can't drive, you know, by yourself or with anyone else. And then yes. Josh offers to or she asks Josh to drive her. I can't remember. I think so. And I just the scenes where they're in the car driving, it's like he well, you can tell from the beginning of this movie he is in love with her. Yeah. Like the way that he looks at her 100% he's in love with her. And he like tickles her in the yeah. beginning scene she, in the ugh. kitchen. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, "Okay. Sure, My brother buddy. doesn't do that." <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and I mean, you could just see the way he looks at her. Like when she comes down that, the stairs for the date with Christian. Yeah. And he is like, got the pen like in his mouth and it like falls. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite outfits of hers. Yeah. But I think my absolute, well, I have two favorites, but the one that, that totally did it for me, obviously we have to talk about the closet. Yes. But you remember when she's like, finally realized that she's in love with Josh and she's sitting there in the white t-shirt with like the pink tank top and the jeans. I was like, yes. I could wear that. Yes. So I became obsessed with it. I was yes. I like made my mom go to Kids R Us and get and get a, a white T-shirt with like a pink tank top and jeans. I was like, I look I just like it. Cher. For the I record, I looked nothing like Cher. I didn't even have boobs yet. But in your mind, you <laughs> looked mind, just like I her. was looking fresh. Yes, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and on that note, the outfits of this movie, I mean, they're iconic. And I think, too, like even today and now you go into the store and you're finding like Cher oh outfits. God, Target? Yeah. Had the yellow and black plaid set. Yeah. yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it all came back. And like this, the high well, socks with the chunky loafers, like that yes, is all that's back. in. It's all back. And I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I am know. too. I always love that. I think it's kind of timeless. I think it has a certain feel to it. And like. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's yeah. timeless, but also, I don't know. It like reminds you of being young. It's like, yeah. oh my God, we're so and I think young. too, like with with the outfits, the other hilarious thing in this yeah. movie is the the computer where it picks like she can choose. <laughs> it's like, like so I remember watching that being that? like, what intense technology. Yeah, it's like I want that. I want that. How do you get that? And now they have stuff like that, which is hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen them. There's like apps you can Take yes, photos you take of all your, of your clothes yeah. and it will build your outfits. No, I'm, I'm not sorry, good no. looking enough for that. No. Sorry, guys. It, it does nothing to do with that. It's just like, no, who spends all that time doing that? People. And then I have goes, friends who would do that. I have really? friends who would do that. Oh, my God. I yes, think I could do it. I don't think a hundred percent. I always struggle with outfits, but like the idea of like taking the time to take photos of all these things and then in the morning, like spending time figuring out what goes together. Well, I guess that's the point of the app is it does it for you. So it just tells you. Yeah, like, but there's oh, like this with this. You ever put an outfit together in your head? You're like, oh, my God, that's going to be so cute. And then you put and it on. Like, I look like a fucking sack of potatoes. Yes. Because what, what works for somebody doesn't work. Does not for work. Everybody. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yes. That's a lesson that you learn. I think the older you get and the Agreed. more you dress your body and you like figure out because like, you know, over the years, things change and stuff happens and your body changes and like things that you might have worn when you were younger that you're like, oh, this would be so cute. And, you and put then on, you put like, it on. You're like, nope. That I look like I, I am stuffed myself into yeah. a tube. This is great. <laughs> this is really into good. a tube. And it, it's also like a, a variation of the computer system that Cher has. Is I always 
for a long time, it was super big on Pinterest where you could like put together outfits and people were putting together outfits on Pinterest. And then you could go and click on the image and the image would break down each item. So you could like go I remember that. Yeah. buy the items. And I always was fascinated by that. And a couple of times I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this outfit and get these items. And it never worked. Nope. And I, and I would I, even get the fucking bracelet yes. that they would be like, and you need this. Yes. Silver and tur- turquoise bracelets. Perfect. And those infinity scarves with the boots. Oh, infinity scarves. The, the Huns are coming. Apparently those are coming back. So. Oh, boy. What goes around comes around. And I guess fashion so. is one of those things. They don't. Every 10 years, I think they say, like, it comes back. So don't throw anything away. It's true. I <gasps> mean, that's the truth with Cher, right? Like, her outfits are all coming back. 100%. And also, the cell phones... Like yes. how massive they were. Yes. Yes. Like Do they have just... beepers? Do they have beepers in yes. this? Or just yeah. Okay. I think yeah. Ty had a beeper. Someone had a beeper. Someone had one. And also, when they play Suck and Blow... I thought that was the hottest. I couldn't wait to be old enough and play, play Suck and Blow. That's so funny. I remember being at the bowling alley in our town on a Friday night in middle school. And someone was like, do you want to play Suck and Blow? And I was just like, "Um, I guess we can. Yeah, like that's And cool. I remember the first time we did all I, in my head, I was just like, it's just like Clueless. It's just like Clueless. <laughs> just like Clueless. <laughs> Like hoping I was like, I'm going to sit next to the boy I had a crush on at the time, hoping he would drop the credit card so that he would yeah. accidentally kiss me like the movie. Yeah, that did not happen. I never played any of those games. I I never. Um, I'll I tell never your husband to, ex- to play suck and blow with you. I know. I never got to experience <laughs> uh, those, which I'm not I'm not really that upset about because I always would hear stories about stuff like that. And I I was like. I don't know if I have any interest in that. Well, in the movie, apparently it was a logistical nightmare and the cast wasn't sucking or blowing enough with the credit card to make it stick and it kept falling. So they made like a fake one out of cardboard and that still wasn't working. Oh, no. So they had to put like a shit ton of chapstick on everybody's lips so that the card would stick. stick. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I wish I had known that before. I I went to the Hobo in Pinebush, New York to play suck and blow. And it didn't go well. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. I don't know. I All those kinds of games and stuff, I think, are part of growing up and being in high school. Yeah. Spin the bottles, another classic. Although I guess that was too dated at that point. I played. No, we played spin the bottle. It was a soda bottle, but we played it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, never played it. I knew people who played it, but I never played it. Or well, I wasn't allowed se- to go a lot of times, but... Seven Minutes in Heaven? Is that- uh, yes, oh. I played that once, and it was the most embarrassing game ever created. Who yeah. created that game? Uh, a man. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> because you're just in a closet, and everybody knows that you're supposed to be making out with this person that you don't yeah. want to be Have kissing. Have any interest in, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And you're in a closet, so it's hot. Yeah. And it's just going to smell like hot teenage breath, which probably smells like Doritos. Depending on who the guy is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't ever want to Unless it was again. Paul Rudd and then it would be fine. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. If it was Josh, I'm down. Also, I can't believe I forgot this until this morning. That scene where Elton like, is it Elton that like hangs her over the banister in the mall? Oh. Do you remember that scene where they're like in the mall? It's either Elton or Christian. I think it's Elton and Elton Christian saves her. Christian saves her. Yeah. yeah like and that's that when Cher's was... like, oh my gosh, he's the dreamiest man yes. ever. And that, he's not. He's the... just the best little gay best friend ever. But what a, we- first of all, weird. Like, I'm trying to think of like, what is that in Emma? What scene would that be? Because I guarantee it was a poignant scene in Emma that she was like, I have to include this. So it'd be where Frank saves are, Emma. Okay, so in Emma, in one of the variations, cause, so the book, I believe what yeah. happens is they go on like a hike or like a walk. Oh, I have not read this book in so long. I have and to read the, it. Um, oh my gosh, I always forget her name. She's the one that always talks about her niece 
who is like very worldly and plays the piano. Oh my God, does yes. yes, 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 yes. Okay, so she is talking and Emma is like basically being mean and, and that whole interaction. And that is one of the like moments of like the true colors come through. Obviously different than the guy situation, but yeah. I also wonder if it's when, because there's also a scene where someone falls off a horse or is about to fall off a horse and the other guy saves. saves. Yeah, that might be it. Because I was like, there has to be a reason that she yeah. added this in there. Makes me want to like go back through the book to find yeah. that spot. Also, back to talking about how sweet Cher is. Let's talk about the love connection she made between Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. Yes. That's, that's like the cutest little precious thing and how she's at the wedding. It's- and she's trying to like get the bouquet. And I think that's unique to... Clueless because yeah. I can't think of anybody in Emma that is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this couple. is more like a, a maybe like a just to help show Cher's kind side. Yeah, because like there's kind of how the book opens up is when her it's the girl that takes care of her. What do they call her? The not nanny, the oh, govern the governess, governess, governess. Yeah, when she gets married. That's how the whole thing starts. And then it's Got like it. okay. she then realizes like, oh, I'm really good at making love matches. And then the story unfolds. But she didn't really make that connection. She just thinks she did. And so then she yeah. starts like finding, you know, people. Yeah. And she adopts that one girl who doesn't really know where she comes from and doesn't know what her family is and blah, blah, blah. Story ensues. But. The another thing in my notes that I had not seen until I was doing research for this, and it made me laugh so fucking hard. In 1996 at the MTV Movie Awards, have you ever seen this? No. The cast of Golden Girls spoofs Clueless for the 1996 Movie Awards. You have to watch it when we're done. Oh my gosh. No, I it know. It is so fucking funny. That's I forget amazing. who Betty White plays, but one of them is Dion with like the big hat. It's a little racially charged because they do add some dreadlocks. They did not need to do that, uh, but they oh. do. But it is actually a very, very funny thing. And everyone was like, this is such a fitting tribute because they thought that they were passing the torch from like one generation of funny girls yeah. to like the next generation of funny girls. I'm making a note so I can look it up. Later. It's so funny. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Perfect. And one thing I really did like about Clueless and kind of prepared me for adult life is the dynamics of friendships at that age yeah especially when it comes to boys right because like mm-hmm. ty is like oh i finally found a boy that i really like you know blah 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 and it ends up being josh yeah and you see Cher's character in that moment and she's like you have to get me with josh and she's like do you think he likes you and she's like yeah he's always tickling me and this stuff and you see Cher like okay well he does that with me and like i think that like in those moments she's like oh fuck yeah yeah, but like that dynamic of female friendship when you're that age and you're in yeah. high school and it's so charged. Yes, yes. And you're you like know, crossing like, over that line oh. of like friends to more than friends and you don't necessarily realize it until it starts happening. And then you're like, either you are for it or you're like, no. Yeah. And then the I fights know. that you'd have with your female friends, how like yeah. it felt like the end of the world to have an argument with your close friend. And it was just like, you don't understand, mom. Well, and I think that's like a thing, too, that girls say in school is like a boy would never come between our friendship. And that's yeah. That, and then a boy becomes and then your very friendship. exactly. I think like as soon as you say that, that's basically just you're just setting yourself up for that to happen in your life because it is just the way it all goes. make bad mistakes. Friends <laughs> just, just happens. Goes. Well, one thing I'll say about Clueless is obviously the outfits are fucking iconic. And I want to see who the costume director was because it was on fucking point. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes the movie. I think I agree. Didn't 100%. Have yeah. It would be a very different feel. It was. Oh, Mona May. I don't know who that is, but Mona May did the costume designing for the film. And the iconic plaid set that she wears that we were just talking about. Yeah. Is apparently a nod to Catholic school girl uniforms. Yeah. And then she wore a bunch of designers. I don't know who they are. Obviously, the fucking Calvin Klein dress that we were just talking about is like the best. What does she say? Cher says something like it's it's Calvin, daddy, or like Where he says he's like and he's like, I don't know who Calvin it's is, a dress, but daddy. And yeah. she's, he says, says who? And she's like, 
this is Calvin Klein. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're not, you have to go put something on. She's like, duh, I was just going to do that. And then she puts on a completely see-through like mesh yeah. overcoat. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It is. I love her dad and her interactions. They're always just ridiculous. Like even in the oh, very first so scene where she's like trying to give him orange juice and he's just like complaining about his parents and like, the most ridiculous things, but like clearly the love is there. It's just funny because like in any yes. other situation, you'd be like, oh my gosh, he's terrible. But like, that's just his character. Yeah. And it just works. Like the actor is perfect for that role. I think it just works. Oh my God. I just found a whole list of clueless compared to Emma. So Cher is obviously Emma. Yep. Josh is Mr. Knightley. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Ty's Harriet Smith. Yes. Harriet. That's her name. Harriet. And then Mel Horowitz, obviously, is Mr. Henry Woodhouse. Yep. Christian is Frank Churchill. Travis is Robert Martin. Oh, the stoner skater who has a mutual attraction with Ty. However, the attempts of their courtship are derailed for time by Cher's attempt to set up Ty with Elton. Travis is an underachiever who's constantly late for class and often receives poor grades. In the book, Emma considers Martin a former to be beneath Harriet. Yes. Who ends up being who Harriet goes for. Yes. And then and he is a farmer. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she didn't go far for this stretch. Elton is Mr. Elton. It is an okay. old-timey name, too. Yeah. So that makes sense. Amber is Mrs. Elton. And the Miss Geist, Miss Taylor, and Mr. Hall, Mr. Weston. So those are the initial targets of Sharon Emma's matchmaking. Interesting. You had it spot on without the help of this list. You were in there like yeah, swimwear. That's right. Well, I mean, it is it is a favorite. I haven't read the physical book in probably since high school, but I devour every variation iteration. Of, like yeah. the movie, the TV series, the other movie, the other <laughs> TV series. Like I eat them up and I love them and I yeah, I, I could watch them over and over. I mean, I do rewatch them a lot, but it was one of my favorite books. I mean, alongside, you know, many other Jane Austen, but but Emma, yeah. it's a very fun book. And I think like it, it's such a sweet love story and like how it goes from like they're not necessarily friends in the beginning, but they become friends and then very quickly like realize like, oh, wait, we love each other. And yeah. it's just it's precious. And I think like the way Cher includes like it's that is that feeling you get from reading Emma is the same feeling you get from watching Cher. It's that very like, oh, my gosh, like she's in love with him and he's in love with her and it's so sweet and like there's all this stuff that comes before that but like it it's just it's perfect that it's kiss so on the staircase Oof. in clueless Woo. oh it's epic Woo, girl epic epic and then i love right after where they're like showing the wedding scene and she's like as if i'm in yeah. high school yeah <laughs> but there was You're- a part of me that i was like oh my god they're getting married Oh, oh 100%. Absolutely. Oh I think everybody did. Yeah. Well, and in, in Emma, she gets married. She gets so, like, married. Obviously. Yeah. So that's probably like poking fun at the fact that like, well, we've in the 200 plus years yeah. since this yeah. book was written. We've We're not going to get married at 15 anymore. That's not really a good idea. Also, <laughs> definitely probably more vibe-by, but what a great fucking soundtrack this movie has. Oh, yeah. And that Epic. scene with the Mighty Mighty Boss tones, mm-hmm. apparently there was like, which is so funny because there never is, but there was a crazy rainstorm in LA. So they were, had everything set up outside to shoot and they had to like quickly find somewhere to shoot inside oh, because they only had the Mighty Mighty Boss tones for the one day. And if at the time, like uh, Mighty Mighty Boss tones were killing it in the punk world. Yeah. So they were pretty popular at the time. But the soundtrack is so good. There's like Radiohead on there. Of course, Coolio, the Rolling With My Homies, which I think we've all done the whole yeah, well, with, with my, my homies. <laughs> and I it's love, also such an awkward scene. So weird. It's so, so weird. She like hits her so head. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so weird. But it's a really good soundtrack. And it is. I love that song Supermodel because I feel like it shows up in every 90s. Yes. rom com getting ready, hot girl scene that, you know, going to be a supermodel. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. It's like in every fucking movie, but yes. gives me the happy feels every time. It does. It truly does. It holds true. Like, I don't think I'll ever not love this movie and this and the soundtrack and the characters. They're just they're timeless. And it's what was it? 
It came out in 95. They yeah. had like a 25 years after the release date. They did like a special or something. I don't know if the cast got back together or what they did. Or maybe oh, they just know. like released it again on, they put it out for streaming or something. I don't know. They did something to kind of like celebrate the 25 years. That was years. in 2020. Yeah. The 25th yeah. anniversary. Which, uh, okay. So. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, then. Talking about feeling a little old. Okay. Oh, in this little uh, article I just pulled up, it says mm-hmm. that on top of Reese Witherspoon and all those people, obviously, Sarah Michelle Geller was offered the role before they auditioned anyone. Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller. But she turned it down because she had already committed to All My Children from 93 to 95. Like, bad fucking idea. But then she eventually yeah. got Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She did fine. Sarah Michelle yeah, Geller did and just fine. And she fits fine. that. And I think, you know, yes. what's always interesting to, to me is when you hear about, like, who was going to be cast in a role and then you know the person that was cast in the role and, like, you cannot picture that person being that character. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fascinating to, like, find that stuff out and, like, when someone turns something down, it's like, wow, it's incredible for... I mean, as an actor and actress, I think, too, like you are at sometimes I would assume they're being asked to play these parts. And when you like read it and you go through it and you just make these decisions like, no, you know what, this just isn't for me or I just have too many other things going on or whatever it might be. It's always fascinating to see that yeah. because you're like, if it hadn't like had they not turned it down, the person playing them would not have been what we came to know and love. And so would we have felt the same way about it had it been that character? Because then all I would think of is like Buffy, that the character she plays in Buffy. Agreed. All I would think of is like Reese Witherspoon in uh, Legally Cruel Blonde. Intentions. Like that. Or Legally Blonde, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's obviously she did that later. And Cruel Intentions is closer to that, to the Clueless era. But like, I can't picture. no. And like, here's a good can't. example. Here's a great example. You know, in the scene where she's in the classroom and she mispronounces Haitians, that was 100% Alicia Silverspoon making a mistake. Yes. And they left it in because, like, yes. that is a perfect... What is it? She, she pronounces them hate-e-ums. Yeah, the hadiums. Hadiums. And it's Haitians. And so she made a yes. mistake. And before the producers could, like, rush to correct her, the director, Heckerling, was like, let her go because that was so much funnier than the way any way I could have written it. Yeah. And like that was share. That, that was perfect. Right. Like that right. is the energy that she needs to have. Yes. And I, I, I can see that. I also see how like the fact that they casted Brittany Murphy for Ty, her character is so good in the sense that like, I don't know if the role was offered to anybody else, but I couldn't picture anyone else playing that character because she is that character. Like she brought so much to that character that I don't think. I think it's also like we fucking love Brittany Murphy. Everyone loves Brittany Murphy. Yeah. But she just does such a good job of becoming the character that she's cast in. She's really good. And she was so young and like that was only her. Was that like her second role or something? It was it was relatively yeah. new. She's freshy fresh for her. Yeah. And I, she did a great job. I couldn't I couldn't picture anyone else doing that. I don't have anything in my notes like who else was offered the role. But I don't know. I almost feel like that. It was always offered to just her. I, I don't know. I can't. I've never heard anything else either, but I also can't imagine I can't picture anyone else fitting that. Or if they did, it would be a very different. It wouldn't be good. It would be very different. Yeah, it just would be different. Like, it just would not be the same at all. Also, I thought her name was spelled like T-Y. It's (laughs) T-A-I. Yeah, I saw that in in some of the interviews, like when they they talk about, yeah, it's T-A-I. Okay, so Leah Remini? Zoe Deschanel? As Ty? No, no, no. She's what way too like fuck? bubbly and she's she's no, she can only be Jess. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Zoe. Or, or the chick from Elf. She's real good in Elf. Yeah, okay, okay. To be fair, she can be an she's Elf real or she good can be elf. Jess. Those are the only two roles that I like her in. Leah I don't Remini though. Like how old is she? Wait, Leah Remini? Yeah, she's the one that was in Scientology is now doing like all the work to. She was Smallville. Was that Smallville? 
No, Leah Remini. No. Oh, Leah Remini. Oh, yeah, she's much older. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of the Smallville girl, the other cult, not Scientology. Oh, I'm bringing this back. Zoe Deschanel auditioned for Cher uh, and Amber. Leah Remini auditioned for the role of Ty. Amber's the other like the side friend. The, yeah, the, the redhead who can't have balls flying at her face. Oh, right. Seth Green auditioned for the role of Travis. I could totally see that. I could see that. One hundred percent. This is terrible, but he's kind of a throwaway character. Like I feel like he. I know, but I love him. I love him. I loved him in it. I loved. He, he's adorable, but I think he's the type of character that like. He probably wasn't that hard to cast. Yeah, absolutely. I think if that right. makes sense. That sounds terrible and really mean, but I don't think if it was a different actor, I don't think it would make or break it necessarily. Whereas like the other ones would definitely like 100 percent not having Paul Rudd, not having Elisa Silverstone. Like I, I can't imagine anyone else. Well, Alicia Silverstone said that she remembers when Brittany Murphy auditioned for the part and that they were in the casting room. And it was the first time Alicia Silverstone wasn't like auditioning. Like she had finally gotten the part of Cher. So okay. they brought her in for chemistry reads. Yeah. And she said she came in, did her read. And when she walked out of the room, she said to the people in the room, she's like, did you guys see that? And they're like, yeah, we saw that. That was it. Like, boom, done. Awesome. And they apparently stayed really good friends. And they, oh, that's like so sad when it's she died. So sad. She, she died in 2009. Yeah. They did like a whole documentary on her and her life. And it's Ugh. so sad. It's like maybe the most depressing documentary I've seen in a long time because she was so broken and so just kind of like forgotten by Hollywood, especially. And like this role was a really big part of like making her feel like she could make it. And oh, I bet if I'm not mistaken, like her mom was also very all over the place and it was not a good relationship. And yeah. there was just a lot of like abuse of drugs and alcohol and she was very depressed. And I think she also suffered from I don't know if she was bipolar, but there was something else like playing into mm -hmm. all the stuff. And at the time, like you don't talk about it, you know, like no one was talking about mental health and she felt very alone and it was, she got to a very dark place and she was on all kinds of medication because of how she was feeling. And that ultimately led to her death. Yeah. Oh. Became the reason why she, oh my she God. Died. Uptown girls. She, this is like one of my favorite movies in the world. And I loved Uptown just girls. married. And I mean, she's badass in eight mile. She's good and girl interrupted. Like I love Brittany Murphy. It's like she's creepy, so creepy she's boy so doing back there. It's just being a creeper. <laughs> He's and she was loud. also really talented. Brittany Murphy plays instruments and like sings. Yeah. Right? I think I remember seeing that. Sure. I don't know. I, I just. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I'm clicking on her she? Uh, Wikipedia now. Oh, yes. She? she did USO shows during the Iraqi war. Whoa. I didn't know that. And she was in Happy Feet and she sings in Happy Feet. Who is she in Happy Feet? She sings Somebody to Love. I think Aww. she's like the, she's the penguin that talks like this. Remember what I'm talking about? Yes. I love yes, Happy yes. Feet. It's Happy Feet was adorable. My kid always loved Happy Feet. He would dance to the. Oh, I love penguins are my favorite animals. Yeah, they were precious. I love them. They're very adorable. So that's Clueless. I'm going to say this. Iconic movie. If you are a girl that grew up in the 90s like you're lying if you said you didn't like clueless it was mm -hmm. such a good iconic coming of age movie and like obviously we were way younger than we probably should have been to be yes. obsessing over this but comes to the um, territory it's so good it is so, so good, good. it's i think too like you think of clueless and then you think of like movies that came out when I was actually probably old enough to watch Clueless and it was like high school musical and Ew. like just not movies I'm that not knocking. are. I'm not knocking high school musical for everybody I, that's going to come for me. I've never seen it. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. But like it's just worlds apart and there's just no, it, you know, like when you think of like good movies that are just timeless and you, you now see kids watching them today. Like I feel like there are some movies that come out and you're just like same concept it's high school it's romance in high school it's somewhat of a rom-com type of movie but like very different whereas this one is just timeless and you can watch it it's a cult movie 
Yes. And I remember, I think we talked about this in our rom-com episode, but the scene where Cher gets mugged is based off of a true story that Heckerling that directed and wrote the screenplay for this movie so that she was at a dinner party and some guy's wife made him start wearing designer suits to like be taken more seriously yeah, at seriously. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then he gets held up and mugged and he gets on the ground and he like yells at him. He's like, but this is Armani. I can't get on the ground. This is an Armani suit. And he, she was like, I've got to put that in this movie. It's so yeah. funny. Because remember, she lays Fantastic. down. She's like, this is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get it dirty. That's a great scene, too. That's when Josh comes one. to save her. She and, calls and she he's with yeah. his girlfriend or whatever. And he comes and he brings the girl, too. And she just shares to sit in the back seat like. Yeah. Who's this chick? <laughs> That's great. And apparently we're not the only one that had a little bit of apprehension to the share being in love with her stepbrother because apparently fox passed on making the movie because because of that because of that (laughs) yeah i can see that i guess what's tricky with doing this especially given the fact that it was you know the director wanted it to be well she she's basing some of the storyline on emma like where do you find the guy that is involved in your life but yeah you know, like it works for Emma because it's a different time and completely and different time where you had different. to marry a cousin. You had to marry a cousin. Like right. that's just how it was. And like there were just like older men were friends with younger men because of the titles. And so like it made sense that Emma's father was good friends with this Mr. Knightley and yeah, like that absolutely. whole connection there. And he'd come over and read books with the you know, with her father, which like in the 90s, that wasn't going to happen. Like there's no there's no like young no. guy coming over to read novels with the father of some chick. So fucking and, weird. You know, like so clearly there had to be a connection. <laughs> yeah. And like, how do you do that? Heckerling says that Cher's father and Josh's mom were married for like a flash in the pan, like less than a year, like a Nold type marriage. Yeah. Didn't she say you were only married to him for three years or something like or something, that? Or yeah, three yeah, months yeah. or something? Whatever yeah, the some... heck it is. Yeah. So right. like flash yeah, yeah, in the yeah. pan, not a big yeah. marriage. And that he's still nice to Josh because he sees like potential in him. Right. So I guess we can put the stepbrother, stepsister thing to bed. Still searchable porn category. Just saying. Yep. It's yep. there. Yep. It's there. That's why it's there. That's why it's there. But all right. The cult classic Clueless. We did it. We said we were going to and we've done it. Our back to school part one film. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.